What's shaking fire nation? JLD here and welcome to episode 1836 of EO Fire where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. Productivity, discipline, focus, those are my three greatest strengths and they can be yours too. Visit themasteryjournal.com, master all three skills in one 100 days. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Mike Saunders. Mike, are you prepared to ignite? I'm ready, JLD. Yes. Mike is the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Authority Selling. He's a contributor to the Huffington Post and Forbes and a marketing professor at several universities. Mike, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, thanks uh, so much for the opportunity. You know, the interesting thing is so many times people would say, you know, I'm a marketing consultant and then you conjure up these specific ideas of marketing consultants or people calling you on the phone from, you know, overseas saying I can do marketing things. But I think the really interesting thing is I bring an academic side to marketing because I teach marketing for several universities like you mentioned and I just take that um, academic approach with my clients and I run a boutique marketing agency called Marketing Huddle and have a wife and four kids and we live in a beautiful Denver, Colorado area. We uh, we love going up in the mountains and hiking and kayaking and riding our ATV and just doing all kinds of fun stuff. Now, people that are kind of rock and rolling in the entrepreneurial world kind of hear like, I don't know, like stuff being taught at colleges and universities in the marketing sphere. And they're like, you know, are they still talking about MySpace and Friendster? Like, how are you kind <laughs> of dispelling that myth? How are you, Mike Saunders, staying cutting edge? Just staying immersed in the industry and what I explain so many times to students and faculty that I interact with is I bring real world cutting edge boots on the ground, you know, tactical knowledge to the classroom. And then I explain to my clients that I bring academic concepts to, you know, my marketing strategies because like you said, there are those old fashioned way, you know, you, you, you hear in the, you know, textbooks and the curriculums, it's like, seriously, we're talking about that still. But I think the concepts always stand from. And here's an example. Um, there's a marketing concept called IMC, which stands for Integrated Marketing Communications. And so what basically it means is keeping your marketing message, your message to market congruent, consistent across all channels. You can't have it one way on Twitter and one way on Facebook and one way when they meet you in person. So when you can take that marketing concept of IMC and then bring it into the real world and say, here's how we implement it today with what's going on today, that's what makes, uh, uh, makes it come alive. Fire Nation is not Entrepreneur on Fire on Facebook and Entrepreneur on Ice on Twitter. It's the one brand, the same message across all platforms. And Mike, it sounds like we've kind of touched upon a little bit of this already, but I'm just kind of curious if there is one thing that you would today consider yourself an expert in, what is that single area of expertise? Well, I'm the authority positioning coach. So it is positioning yourself as uh, an authority and an expert. So, uh, so many times entrepreneurs feel like, well, you know, I'm kind of good at this, but I'm not an expert, but you really are. And, and you know, my, my whole goal in my agency is working with entrepreneurs that are ready to take their brand to that next level and to be able to have that authority created for them. And what we find is, you know, the entrepreneur starts going, you know, walking a little bit more tall and speaking a little bit more confident. Confidently, and you know their mindset tends to shift because they start going. You know what? I I do have that going on, and I am able to make this difference in the lives of my clients. So most definitely, my focus is uh, authority positioning. What's something that we, myself, Fire Nation, don't know about authority positioning that, frankly, we probably should. 
You know, I would say that a lot of times people don't think that they are the authority. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's really interesting. Um, I'm working with a, a friend and a client, Henry Kaminsky, in his uh, program called the Brand Accelerator. And he and I are talking back and forth on some of these things that are very similar in the sense that it is a mindset shift. So one of the things that people really don't realize is um, they their knee-jerk reaction would be, I'm not that authority and the expert. But if you were to sit down and ask them and say, hey, tell me tell me the top 10 frequently asked questions that you get from your prospects. They're going to have, you know, e- easily rattle off five or 10 questions. But then when you go deeper and say, now let's talk about the should ask questions. What are some questions that those prospects of yours should be asking? And if they knew the answer to those questions, boy, they would really, really have a breakthrough and understand what you did. And then it's, and I ask this all the time, and it's almost like, you know, over the phone or in person, they their light bulb goes up and they're like, well, you know, if they would just understand this and if they realize that that and now all of a sudden you can bring it back full circle and say, you're an expert. These people didn't even know most of the frequently asked questions, much less these should deeper questions. And now when you're able to become something really important, become an educator and an advocate for your target audience, that entrepreneur now is looked to as that trustworthy expert and authority figure. Fire Nation, try that should exercise. I think you might be surprised with what comes out of that. And Mike, I want to talk now about your journey, and I really want to hone in on the story that you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment hinges upon. So take (laughs) us to the moments that you consider your worst entrepreneurial moments and tell us that story. I think it's just making poor decisions uh, through, I mean, you think you get all fired up about, you know, oh, look at this good thing, the shiny object, right? And now all of a sudden you pull the trigger on it and it didn't work out. And so what what that would be is um, I think that for some people, one piece of advice works like gangbusters and for other people, maybe not. And um, I'm not saying one way or the other, but I was, I was really focusing on going deep on a specific vertical. And so I was going and picking this vertical and just being everything to those people. And so the the worst uh, uh, decision that I made in that was I started thinking, okay, well, if I can exhibit at their trade show and if I can buy a spot in their member directory and if I can be visible to them and just dump a whole bunch of money into that. But the problem was I didn't do any research ahead of time to maybe ask the uh, um, a membership director, say, hey, can we shoot out a quick survey? Could we get a little survey and say, hey, how do you feel about and what would your um, you know needs be in this area? Because if if I had done that, I would have realized that dumping in thousands of dollars into that event um, for that niche, that industry vertical would have been a poor idea. And so, you know, let's let's even uh, put a little bit of egg back on my face. I teach this in market you know, research and marketing research. You know, you need to do that. But then I didn't. And I made a mistake and it was not a good one. It was not fun to to kind of see uh, uh, or hear crickets, you know, chirping after that campaign. One lesson. What's the one takeaway, Mike, that you want to make sure our listeners get from that story? Do your due diligence. You know, don't just have that, you know, looks good, sounds good, boom, let's uh, make that payment because I I see stars in the eyes. I see that shiny object. And the the takeaway would be evaluate something, maybe even do the old-fashioned sleep on it. Don't make that immediate decision. But don't get that myopic blinder syndrome where you just think, yep, this is going to work and here's all this new business that's going to come from it. Look at the, the opposite end of the spectrum. Look, do the devil's advocate and see what could go wrong and then do that research first, even if it's just a quick um, you know, segment of research and, and you can determine if that is going to be a good decision. So definitely do your research. 
Mike, I want to talk about one of the greatest ideas that you've had to date. I want to talk about that aha moment. And I want to challenge you here. Like, I really want you to tell a story around this. I want you to take us to that moment without any vagaries, but into that moment. Tell us the surrounding story around the idea that happened and then kind of walk us through how you turn that idea into success. I think a lot of people love roller coasters. So my family and I love roller coasters. So um, about two summers ago, we went to SeaWorld in California and we thought, let's take, uh, a, a, you know, roll the dice and jump on this Manta. Well, as my son at the time <laughs> was about nine and um, he was thinking, OK, uh, let's jump on. And, and you know, we we all got on there and it is really a good one. Now, I don't know how it rates in the top, you know, whatever, but it's fast and furious and really herky jerky. And I distinctly remember looking back and seeing my son's white knuckles, literally <laughs> hearing him saying, I want to get off. I want to go up. I mean, like frantic scared. Right. And so I feel and, and the interesting thing was here's something really cool. We get off, we kind of catch our breath and he goes, I want to do it again. And he, and he, but he was fearful and he moved past that fear and we literally wrote it three more times that day. No matter what the lines were, we jumped on and wrote it and he loved it. And we now all talk about that as our favorite ride. Well, isn't the entrepreneurial journey just like that experience where you think, Ooh, I don't know. It seems right. And then your white knuckle fear, but then you push through it and then you go. I can do something else. What else can I do? Oh, that one uh, that one roller coaster with the flip and the upside down. Let's do that. So what happens was, you know, we all have those journeys of fear. And after college, I spent about 11, 12 years in the mortgage banking industry and just crushed it. I mean, just making money hand over fist. And it was just the good old days. And then, you know, 2007 happens and the credit crisis. And, you know, to say that my income dropped was not even, you know, close. It just disappeared. It just went away. And so what happened there was I went and did my MBA, focusing in on marketing, redesigned my life and my career at that point. And kind of like that Phoenix, you had to rise from the ashes because I was really good in the mortgage banking industry, but I hadn't done anything in the marketing world. So I had to start rebuilding my own persona, my own personal brand. And so I started doing all things to all people and doing a little bit of social media, this and mobile marketing and SEO. And that was a horrible mistake. Tried doing chamber meetings and networking and all of these things. I just was been in my wheels. And then I, I, I stumbled upon really putting out enough content and someone said, put that dude up on Kindle and, and have a book. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And then, so I, I figured out and stumbled away how to get a book on Kindle and then get it up on a, a paperback uh, through Amazon, through their sister company, create space. And I literally remember and can picture, um, being seated around this conference room table of a whole bunch of uh, marketing consultants. Cause I did uh, for years and I still do here and there consult for the small business development center. So the SBDC and one of the colleagues, when my book came out, I handed it out to everyone. And he, after the meeting says, Hey, um, and the book was on business, social media. So that was a little bit of a twist because everyone's talking social media, but not business, social media. And he goes, Hey, come present for my class. And, um, so I did a few weeks later, presented that, uh, the topic on, on his class. And then afterwards, um, I got a $9,000, uh, teaching contract that literally would have never happened unless it had been for that book. If I'd wrote a blog post and said to those consultants, Hey, read my blog post, they would have read the first paragraph, but having a book in hand, tangible, 
positions you as the authority. So from that point on, I, I refocused my entire marketing agency, quit doing all those little uh, teeny little services and focus specifically on authority positioning. And, you know, you, at, at that point, you you can start getting really good, kind of like the Gladwell 10,000 hour concept. And, you know, Tony Robbins kind of constant never ending improvement. You've got to be having that mentality of picking something, sticking with it and not just trying it for 10 seconds. And I think that's what happened. And now when I work with my clients um, on all of that authority positioning, there's a lot of nuances in there. But being able to position that brand, their brand, their self, their personal brand and business brand as an authority and expert just elevates them so far ahead of their competition. And so that kind of journey that I came through and experienced it for myself, it's it's you know not something where it's like this ought to work for you. It's like this worked for me and over and over and over again um, to be able to close deals for, with someone that you've never heard of before, sees you online, reads your stuff, listens to your interviews, calls you up and says, I need this and where can I send the check? That's powerful. Fire Nation, there's a lot that you can take from what Mike just shared because he just shared a lot. The thing that I want to hone in on is do something that scares you. Do something that scares you because you don't know if that might become the thing that excites you down the road, maybe even that second or third time, like, you know, the roller coaster story we heard. I mean, how many times have you seen somebody literally dragged up on a karaoke stage, terrified to sing that song, and then you can't drag that person off the stage, no matter how annoying and bad they are, because they're just loving it so much. So do something that scares you, because that might become something that you love. I used to be terrified to jump on podcast interviews. I mean, that was something that scared me, but guess what? It now has become something that I look forward to. It's an incredibly enjoyable experience, but I had to get past my fear to get to this place, to get to this point. And Mike, what would you say today is the thing that excites you the most? You know, seeing this come alive for people um, and because I think that this is something that they hear a little bit about, but they think that's yeah, beyond my reach. I can't do anything about this. So what excites me is being able to say to someone, you know, you need to be credible before you become incredible. And they, I think people feel like they're kind of obscure and invisible and a ghost and, you know, not addressing your authority really keeps you in obscurity. So the thing that's exciting is when I can lay this out to a client and show them ex exact examples. And um, I, I, I call them authority positioning assets. Anything you do to bolster and boost your authority where you can, you know, kind of put a stamp on it and say, look, and point at this, whether it's being mentioned in the media or being interviewed on a business podcast or, you know, having your book, any of those things are assets. And when I can show a client, you know, hey, Hey, look, let's let's see what people see when they Google you, because there's a whole other exercise, you know, Google yourself <laughs> and your business, <laughs> because, you know, statistically when, you know, you can pay a lot of money on SEO and all of these things. But so many times, a huge percentage of times people, when they hear of you, whether they're at a networking function or you're referred um, or advertising online, they may not take your offer, but they're going to Google your name and your business. What do they see? And so when you can see show them what people would see about them now and then flip over and show them 
them and say, look, here's a client I'm working with here. And when we Google their name and their business, look at this piece and look at this. And of course, we see your website and LinkedIn. Of course, that's obvious. But when you see this interview or this book or this media mention or this series of things, now all of a sudden, what do you think you, that person's clients are going to think or prospects before they even become a client? They're going to at least come to that um, uh, meeting, whether it's phone or in person, with a little bit of trust there to where that guy can blow it and he can you know, make a pitch that doesn't resonate and you still can blow it. But when everything is firing the right way, now all of a sudden they see you as an expert. They trust you because they've seen you do some things. And then when you're coming at them from a position of serving and valuing them and becoming that educator and advocate and you're just presenting what you can do and how it can help the client. So the thing that gets me excited is this is truly, I feel, blue ocean. You know, the red ocean is the SEO and the social media and all that. Blue ocean is you know what? Let's rise above all that and let's teach you how to build that authority positioning suite of assets, of things when your prospects see you before they even talk to you. They know that you should be someone to talk about and they'll maybe take your call. And maybe when you have that uh, their, your, that proposal sent and you send behind some of these assets, maybe a, a FedEx copy of you know your book and some, some interviews, now they're going to really take you seriously. So to me, the blue ocean uniqueness of this strategy is uh, gets me super fired up. Again, Fire Nation, Mike just said a lot, but the one thing that I want to pull out is become credible before you become incredible. I think those are incredibly wise, incredibly wise words. And Fire Nation, Mike's going to be dropping some value bombs in the lightning round when we get back from thinking our sponsors. Question, Fire Nation, what do Maine and California have in common? Students from these states and many others are studying entrepreneurship at Oklahoma State University. Here's the deal. The Oklahoma State Master's in Entrepreneurship program is offered both on the Stillwater campus and fully online. It's a 33-credit-hour program that can be completed in just 18 months, and it's ideal for someone who wants to increase their career mobility or start their own business. Students also get to compete in national business plan competitions in one team won $160,000 in prize money this year. Plus, their master's in entrepreneurship program has been named the most affordable online master's in entrepreneurship program in the country by affordablecolleges.com. To learn more about the award-winning Oklahoma State University's master's in entrepreneurship program, text the word more info, that's all one word, to 77453. That's more info, all one word, to 77453. Entrepreneurs share a lot of the same struggles. For starters, feeling overwhelmed because you're managing way too much on your own. If you're ready to start working on your business instead of in it, then it's time to partner with a Belay virtual assistant. When you partner with a Belay team, you can get back to working on the things you can do and finally regain the freedom and focus to the business goals you've wanted to start for months and maybe even years. The Belay team will customize your experience by walking you through the entire VA selection and onboarding process so you won't be alone and Belay won't pair you with just anyone. They match you with a US-based virtual assistant depending on your personality, your work style, and the skills you need. To learn more about how a Belay VA can benefit you and to grab the top 25 things Belay clients delegate to their VAs, visit belaysolutions.com slash fire. That's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com slash fire. Mike, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Ready to roll. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I would say confidence. 
And as I began to see my own authority positioning assets being built out, I started seeing myself and my value prop from a whole new perspective. What is the best advice you've ever received? Never, ever stop learning. You know, you either win or you learn. So never stop learning, read, improve your business, learn and stay connected with your industry. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I think it sounds these days a little cliche to say start your day off right, but you have to start your day off right. So whatever that means for you, um, have have that start and then have an enthusiastic sense of urgency. You know, so many times people just you know let things drag out. So that enthusiastic sense of urgency is critical. Recommend one internet resource. I will recommend one strategy, but they touch on two resources. So one is um, I love reading. So I do a lot of reading in uh, Kindle. And a lot of people don't realize this, but when you can sign into your Amazon account and go to Kindle Highlights, it'll show you every Kindle book that you have and whatever highlights you've highlighted mm-hmm. in there. So I go through and I will, you know, I do all my reading for business and, and marketing and things. So I will go into there periodically. And the last three, four, five books I've read, um, it, there's the book. Here's all the highlights. I go, copy and I paste it right into my Evernote. So two, two tools, but one aspect of being able to go and review that book without having to page through, page through, page through. Recommend one book to join authority selling on our bookshelves and share why. Tom Hopkins is the guru of all gurus. Um, and I would have to say that his new book has got to be on your shelf. And that is called When Buyers Say No. When buyers say no. And that will happen, Fire Nation. Yep. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with MS and JLD today. So keep up the heat, Fire Nation. And head over to eofire.com. Type Mike in the search bar. And his show notes page will pop up with everything we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. And Mike, let's end today on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. I would say the parting piece um, is the fact that you have to focus. And I love that acronym, follow one course until success. Mm. And you have to focus on one thing and not just try, but just really focus and stick with it. Um, and then, you know, when you're thinking about authority positioning, uh, my book, I've got a, a wonderful offer at authoritysellingbook.com where you can pick up a copy of that book just for paying a little bit of shipping. Mike, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Mike today. And I've created four incredible and free courses for you so that you can master productivity, you can accomplish goals, you can create funnels and webinars that actually convert. Oh, and did I mention they're free? Yeah, I think I did. But check them out at eofire.com and I will catch you there or on the flip side. If you're ready to start working on your business instead of in it, then it's time to partner with a Belay virtual assistant. To learn more about how a Belay VA can benefit you, plus to grab the top 25 things Belay clients delegate to their VAs, visit belaysolutions.com slash fire. That's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com slash fire. Ready to study entrepreneurship? Check out the Oklahoma State Masters in Entrepreneurship program. To learn more about their award-winning program, text the word more info. That's all one word to 77453. That's more info, all one word to 77453.